Hi everyone, lovely to have you here. Welcome to the first episode of The Real Life Show. This is the podcast where I, Alice Plunkett, reach into people's unique experiences and explore their real lives. Together, I think we're going to ride a real roller coaster of emotions from sadness and fear, joy and admiration. We're going to discuss challenging human experiences such as abuse, addiction and incurable disease and hear inspirational stories of success. In this podcast, we'll talk about it all. Today, I'm chatting with Doria. Several years ago, Doria was diagnosed with stage three cancer and her prognosis wasn't good, but she beat it. And as part of her recovery, she decided to try a yoga class. Now, years later, she teaches yoga herself, but her teachings were the difference. Doria and her pupils do yoga naked. Why? Well, let's find out. So take me through your journey. And I have tons of questions to ask, like I say, um, about this, because I'm really intrigued by it. But take me through your journey. I know you, um, how long ago is it now since you had cancer? And how did you go from that to, to this? Okay, so funny enough, today, like the 14th of April, is one of my anniversary. So I'm right. celebrating with you right here, right now. Okay, wow. to be, yeah, cancer free since 2009. Wow, so oh, it's privileged to be interviewing you today. Yes, <laughs> yeah, now it just popped into my mind. I was like, I looked at the calendar, I was like, oh my God, today's that day, you know, because I feel reminders because it's not something that I think about every day, to be honest, not anymore, you know, the, yeah. the longer, you know, uh, pass by and then, you know, uh, you go back to normal. Uh, but I put reminders because I want to remember that day. So it puts me back into perspective. Like, you know, look at my day today. And I had to remember where I was like, yeah, 14 years ago. So going back to your question, you know, about my journey. So everything started in, uh, uh, let's say, September, October 2008, when um, I was in a relationship and I wanted to take the, you know, contraception pill. Um, and I went to the doctor, I got my prescription and I started my, you know, to take the pills every day, every day, every day. And then, you know, after a month, you stop the pill. And after, I don't know, three, four days, you're supposed to get your period. Like it's something automatic that your body does. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And I thought, mm, okay, that is weird. You know, you, you're supposed to have your period, but probably is because it's the the first month so my body needs to you know adjust to yeah. this hormonal stuff I was like okay whatever so you know I start the second month and then at the end of the second month no period again I was like okay so this is something wrong and I went to see my GP and she asked me to do a test 
which I did. So, you know, months after months and months and then appointments, you know, the, the, the time passed by and that was like, uh, we got the result of the test. It was, I think, the beginning of December 2008. And it came as um, what the word was like. Um, I can't remember exactly the word, but it's like um, something is wrong. Okay. Yeah. And okay. he asked me to repeat the test, which we did, and it came back like positive. So we we need to go, you know, under further investigations. And then I had the biopsy. That was, I think, the most traumatic experience of my entire life. Nice. Because they they take, you know, a piece of you know the cervix uh without anesthesia like nothing you are there you know on this bed with your legs spread in front of like i don't know maybe two or three doctors um and they just cut a piece of your body without anesthesia and i had a panic attack so you know when you're hyperventilating Mm. um I had a panic attack and I remember I couldn't you know so I got my arms paralyzed and my um the lower part of my face I couldn't I couldn't move so I couldn't talk um yeah so that was my experience with the biopsy oh, awesome. yeah. uh, it was, it? was it painful or, or was it, it was painful other? yes right. you know I, I, I you know I wouldn't I don't like to say that because, you know, when people are going through the same, it's, it's really hard for me, but I want to be honest, you know, like it's, I'm very fighting against making people feeling more comfortable if they have to go through the same experience, but I had to be honest, that was painful, but probably because I have, the panic attack at the same time so it doesn't mean that if you go through that you're gonna have a panic attack I'm not saying that absolutely no, not because some not. people feel zero some people don't feel anything that mm. was my personal experience okay yes. um so it was pretty awful uh and then a few days later I had the results and that was positive again so I had cancerous cells in my body and they affected my lymph nodes as well uh, so there was basically a quite advanced uh, cancer um, like level three stage three cancer so you know you have four stages like stage yeah. four is like spread and there's nothing that you can do so mine was stage three um so why you know, everything started because when I was having sex with my partner, uh, I was bleeding. But I didn't associate that with anything bad because it wasn't painful. Yeah. And I remember we at that time we were having quite rough sex. So I thought... I was like, of course I'm bleeding because, you yeah. know, we went crazy today. So I was like, okay, I'm, it's no pain. I don't have any pain. So that's it. You know, nothing yeah. was, you know. You wouldn't anything. associate that. Absolutely, with, with absolutely not. Zero, zero. 
um so then obviously you know the pill and then the test and then you know everything was coming back positive 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 positive. okay um then because of the phase three you know cancer we speed up you know the the the, the timing like okay we need to take actions so um i got booked for a second biopsy which i asked to get under you know total anesthesia like i'm not gonna go through that again Absolutely. like yeah. ever like you had to kill me <laughs> basically <laughs> you had to you know kill i'm not me. getting on there without it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do this again which they agree like you know without pushing because i mean they're dealing with that every day so they know um what happened basically I got this done, you know, so one day, um, hospital, I got this done. Then I woke up from the anesthesia and I started to bleed like crazy, crazy. So they took me back to the operation room. Uh, they put me back into anesthesia and then they stopped the bleeding. Um, yeah. So like it, it was again quite traumatic you know for for another so reason but but still crazy um then from there uh so i had the operation um and after the operation after two weeks uh so they removed the lymph nodes so what what they done the operation they removed i had six lymph nodes affected by cancerous cancerous cell, cells uh so they, they removed that uh and then two weeks later they called me for uh you know further explanations and they said okay so uh because your lymph nodes were affected uh we want you to go through two more treatments like radiotherapy and um oh god i got Oh my God, what was the name? Was it chemotherapy? The other chemotherapy, one? oh my God. I, I got a blunt moment, sorry. <laughs> so chemotherapy and radiotherapy at the same time because we, we, we need you to get under a stronger treatment. So they're both combined together. They're going to be, you know, like, wow. Okay, I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, how long before... a period of time were you having those treatments then? Was it months or weeks? So or... there was for about six weeks. Wow. But between six and eight weeks, you know, the treatments after the operation. Um, so before starting with the radiotherapy treatment, they asked me this question, like, would you like to uh, have kids? So would you like to freeze your eggs before starting the treatment? Because after the treatment, you won't have any eggs anymore. I was like, great. Um so this is nothing, this is not something I ever thought about, um, like having kids. <laughs> this is weird because, you know, normally um, when you are a child, you know, you think about, oh, that day I'm going to get married. I'm going to have this dress and I'm going to do this. Like, I never thought about that. And that's quite weird, to be honest. And at the same time, I never thought about having kids. But that was like, you need to think about that. 
The choice and was always there, though, wasn't it before? Exactly. So you, it wasn't exactly. anything that you needed to think about, really, was it? Exactly. Exactly. So that that's the point for me, not thinking about that. And I was like, I don't know if I want to have, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I was in a relationship, but it wasn't that relationship that, you know, I've seen myself long term or getting married or anything like that. Absolutely not. Um, so they asked me to take this decision, like, super quickly. Like, we need an answer because you need to start your treatment as soon as possible. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is just too much. You know, everything was too much. Um, so I had my appointment with this fertility clinic and they said, um, what is going to actually, that was before the operation, to be honest, because they said, I remember now, they said, we can um, take your eggs, uh, but once we get there in the process of removing your eggs and we're going to touch one of the cancerous cells, they're going to spread. Right. So that... So just is, by twitching a cancerous cell, it will then multiply. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So that was, you know, the the, the the crazy thing that is like really think about how much you want to have a kid because that is very dangerous for you and then once let's say everything is gonna go well and then we're gonna tag the eggs and then obviously you have to go the IVF whatever you know treatments uh the the chances that you're gonna get your eggs fertilized and stuff uh, that everything is going to go well and you have a child is only the 20%. I was like, wow. oh my God, that's nothing. Like nothing. So no. because I never felt particularly maternal, I was like, I'm not going to risk my life for a kid that probably like I never thought of having on the yeah. first place. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So my decision was like, no, let, let, let's start. I'm not going to do this. Egg things and yeah let's go through the treatments and that's what happened um like the radiotherapy is nothing painful you you go under radiations that's it you you see Does it the make you feel poorly or not the radiotherapy so bad so bad like the, yeah. as i said you know the treatment itself is nothing it's zero right. pain because it's just radiation you don't feel anything okay in in my case uh, that you go for the first time and they're gonna like they're gonna pinch you with needles like you you're gonna have a tattoo I still have them because it's like ink and a, and a needle so they're gonna basically tattoo your body so they're gonna point the the radiation in in the exact spot that you need to have the radiations okay um and as they have them you know um and then that's it. I don't remember how long was that for. Maybe 20 minutes per time every day for five days a week, Monday to Friday. Um, and then at the same time, I was having the chemotherapy once a week. I still remember that was the Wednesday. <laughs> the Wednesday for was for a radiotherapy treatment. And that was quite a few hours, uh, maybe three or four hours treatment. Um and 
Well, it wasn't painful. I mean, the needles, the, the cannula is not pleasant, to be honest. Uh, it's not because it's, it's quite thick needle. Right. Um, and, you know, it's every week. So it's every time they're going to put it, you know, like so it gets sore and sore, I imagine. Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. you're gonna get purple and green and stuff. Okay, but I mean, you you can deal with that. Um, and then I remember, you know, sitting on the chair in the big room with other people affected by cancer. So, what I was more struggling with is not really the chemotherapy treatment, but was seeing people around me affected by cancer and and the some of them were in pretty bad conditions and and you you're scared like I might be one of them like you don't know what's gonna happen because they were you one day they were sitting on this chair for the first time and the, the same so you never know about your future and that is something that you struggle with mm. you know seeing other people that maybe that chair is empty the following week and is empty for just one reason you know yeah, because they're not here anymore and uh, you can't close your eyes to that when you're seeing it all the time can you can't pretend that it's not happening no no I was like something that really really helped me to go through everything it was positivity like to be positive, like, you know, I was, when I'm talking with my friends, I was joking about, you know, the, the chemo, uh, like bottle having on, on top of it, the, the skulls with the bones, like, you know, when you see like, you know, on cartoons, basically, I was like, mom, oh my God, can you believe that? This is fucking crazy. I like yeah. I'm putting myself in my body poison. Yeah. Which is which is, you know, like the skull and the two bones crossed Absolutely. behind, like the yeah. pirates, you know. Mm. <laughs> like like that kind of thing. Like this is this is just crazy. Uh but this is something I have to do. I'm gonna do it. Um but positivity, I would say, is the thing that saved me obviously with the treatments okay yeah, i'm not course. gonna say obviously if you're just positive you but i suppose is and... there two sides to it though is there like your physical health but then your mental health and you've got to somehow you know you've got to keep your mental health up to support your physical health almost have you or um yes um but at that time i wasn't into any kind of you know um yoga meditation right like so it zero. wasn't part of your life at all zero this. zero only positivity so like you know joking with my friends about that and you know having a laugh about anything and everything every day that was what kept me sane um and then so after I finished, actually, during this chemotherapy and radiotherapy, I went through brachytherapy. So brachytherapy is internal radiations. So because I had cervical cancer, what they did, uh, and I tried that three times, um, I tried it three times, and I think only one really worked 
So I got during the first operation, I got my cervix removed. Um, and and if you like, the cervix looks like a donut. Okay, you you see a donut that it looks exactly the same. So if you cut this donut, you don't really see the the center like the the the, the hole anymore. So what they were trying to do during this brachytherapy it was inserting this metal bar inside and they were just trying and trying and trying and try to find the hole and the first time they couldn't so you know you go under anesthesia because that i was requesting like guys i'm not gonna do anything else without anesthesia okay let's make this clear um so they try to try to try to try, try and then at some point you know you start bleeding and then they, they stop because they can't keep doing that forever okay it's it's is something really strong for your body then i think one week later they tried again and it, and it was successful so one they send this metal bar they start the radiations and that's why it's, it's very strong treatment and then they tried once again and it didn't go well and then at some point they stopped this is what brachytherapy is um so after this radio chemo and everything um i took i think a month off and i remember i went back to italy and spent some time with my family and then i came back for the results of the treatment and there was positive like you know not cancer anymore i was like wow, wow. how did that feel god it was like i made it but at the same time um i didn't feel a hundred percent safe because cancer come back can come back anytime like even today um like someone normal i had the same chances to get a cancer that everybody else has out there so, yeah, I mean, I'm good <laughs> and I'm doing my best to keep myself healthy and, you know, uh, meditation, all these, uh, you know, healthy practices. Um, but if I had to say I feel myself 100% safe, no. No. 99% yes, but there's always, you know, a chance that something can come back or something yeah. new, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm very real present to you, isn't this. it? it yes, so, I'm very present. I think, we, I think we all worry about cancer, but for you, it's real because you really understand the emotions, how it feels and yes. how scary it is. Whereas to others, it, it's it's not really, it, you know, we don't have a full understanding of it. We just know it's something that we don't want. Whereas you, exactly. you absolutely grasp what exactly. it's like to be there. Exactly. So basically these lasted for all 2009. And then I started to go back to work. Uh, I think that was October or December. What did you do remember. then, Doria? What was your work I then? was working retail. I was right. a deputy manager in central London uh, in a clothes shop um so i went back full time and then i realized i couldn't 
I couldn't work, like my body wasn't responding. And going back one step, when I was having, so your, your question, how was radiotherapy for your body? Huh. It was horrible. Because if you have like, your, your energy is like 10, with radiotherapy treatment, your energy is one. Wow. Like you take three steps and you have to stop. Like you have no energy, like no energy whatsoever is crazy. It's crazy. And then uh, the color of my pee, it was like this color. Really? And like, is that tox was that toxins or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, between orange and red. Um, I don't remember if there was even burning, to be honest. Um, I would lie to you if I, but I'm, I'm not excluding it. I care mm. about the burning sensation. Uh, I was lucky enough uh, because during the chemotherapy, I didn't lose my hair. Uh, I remember they gave me the uh, anti-sick pills. So I never felt sick. Uh, thank God. Uh, but energy, like zero. I was spending, you know, my days lying on bed or sofa. That's it. Like, I had no energy. Zero. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do anything. And I remember when, you know, they told me, okay, so you're going to spend, you know, time in hospital and then in bed and you have to take lots of time to rest and whatever. I thought, what well, I'm going to do? I'm going to watch so many films. I'm going to read. So, I'm going to read so many books. I've done nothing. Even watching a film, it was too much for me. Right. Too and much. And did that... So when you say you went back to work, did you still feel that lethargic, that tiredness? Uh, yes. So yes. even even when you were given, when you were told that the cancer wasn't there anymore, that your body was still recovering from all the treatment. Absolutely. It took me a long time to recover and go back to normal. Uh, so starting full time, I realized I couldn't make it. I went to part time, only four hours a day for a few months. Uh, and then I remember there was uh, February, something like that. I thought, I want to go back to normal. I want to start going back to normal because I need, I need, I want my life back. And yeah. it's so frustrating because mm. I, I wouldn't say I lost one year because I, basically I gained my life, you know, posing my year for one, sorry, posing my life for one year, you know, taking time to go, you know, treatments and operations and stuff. Obviously, I had my life because of that. But pausing your life for one year is crazy for for your mental health. It's like, am I going to have a life or not? I'm going to be able to go back to work or not? What am I going to do? How am I going to be able to survive? I'm gonna How am I going to get my money from? It's, that is what you had to fight against, to be honest, you know, and your physical <laughs> strength that is not there anymore so lots of stuff um i decided it was like well february i thought okay i want to go back to normal how i'm gonna do that i want to start moving my body again but having no energy i thought i don't know maybe 
maybe yoga is something that can help me with. I never done yoga before, zero. And I always thought that yoga was something for these peace and love people, you know, like <laughs> traveling the world with a dog, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's what I was That was the image about. that yoga gave. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, flower power, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um and so the time I was in contact with the Macmillan nurses. And so the Macmillan is a centre in London um, that they help people affected by cancer. So people and family uh, affected by cancer. And they, they give you free support. And I checked if they were offering something like that. And I found like, yeah, they were offering yoga classes. I was like, yes, let's try to do this. And I went... And obviously, you are with people affected by cancer. So there was something very, very gentle. Right. And at the end of the class, I was like, oh, God, what I just done? What is that? What was it? That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. It was nothing about, like, nothing I've done before. Did you enjoy I it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why, you know, I couldn't put it in any box it was good it was funny it was not I don't know I I couldn't put it in any box and I as you know I I always want an answer you know from anything I do I want to have answer I want to have clear answers so I went back again I was like okay let's do this again maybe you know I'm gonna get this and I went back again and saying like, oh my God, what was that? It was weird. And that lady was looking at me all the time. <laughs> so, no, that's what I was thinking. You know, there was a lady that was staring at me for the entire class. I was like, what the fuck she's staring at me for? Just leave me alone. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing here. And then why are you staring at me? Just look at me. Did you ever find out why she was staring at you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think she was curious about me about who I was maybe because I was younger than the rest right. of the people I don't know I never I never had the answer to be honest because I no, was but you could have stood bubble. out a little bit yeah you know? I was yeah. I was in my bubble just just people just leave me alone okay I'm just trying to figure this stuff out just leave me <laughs> alone and then I went back again and then that day at the end of the class, I don't know if you haven't done yoga before, but at the end of uh -huh. the class, yes. you do the Shavasana. So Shavasana is, you know, lying down on the floor. You have your last five minutes relaxation. So in that part is where I felt peace. And I felt my body was feeling amazing. My body responded somehow to, to the mm -hmm. yoga class. And I felt... Oh, yes. I love this. I love this sensation. What, at that time, Dario, what was your relationship with your body? Were you angry with it? Or, like, what were the emotions that... Or, or when you first got your diagnosis, were you ever angry or...? Uh, I was frustrated yeah. with my body because... He wasn't doing what I supposed to be doing for me. Like, why are you giving me so many problems? <laughs> you know, why you don't do what you have to do? You know, just yes. do your work. 
and I was frustrated because I was infertile because of the treatment and I was angry because I wasn't feeling woman enough and okay. I was yeah. angry because I was thinking that nobody's gonna love me ever because I'm not woman enough I'm not enough for anybody because I can't have kids so no man out there will want to spend you know their life with me right and there is nothing I can do about that. You know, there is no solution. I'm just infertile. That's it. End of the story. There is no treatment. There is no miracle. There's nothing I can do. Um, I was frustrated. Yes. And angry. But then at the end of that class, it you felt better? Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. At the end of the class, I felt my body responded right. in a positive way to something that I never experienced before and responded positively to something, all the cancer, the treatment, the struggle and all the negativity. I was feeling positive for the first time after such a long time in my life. And I thought, I love this. Oh my God, I still don't know what yoga is, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't so, know what I've just done, I, but it was great. <laughs> exactly. So I put yoga into the positive box. That's it. Right? And because at the time I was um, a deputy manager in charge of the weekly uh, roster, the roster of the staff, I was putting myself off every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, I'm off. Bye, everybody. Just leave me alone because Tuesday is for yoga. Okay, That's yeah. it. That I don't want to hit anything. Okay, business, I don't care. <laughs> like, I need to be off on Tuesdays. So I went again every Tuesday, every Tuesday it was yoga, yoga. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Every week I was feeling better and better and better and more connected with my body, which is something I never felt before. Like feeling connected with your body, what does it even mean? It's like you have a body and you give it for granted. And I never uh you know get closer to any holistic discipline or anything like that so i was disconnected completely like you know zero and that feeling was like okay this is good so i have a body and it feels good now and it feels better so i'm gonna keep nourishing my body with yoga because that's what i was doing and little by little, I was getting my strength back. And you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You, you stop slowly, slowly relating yourself with a sick body, with an illness, with cancer. And you, you feel the, you, you see the light like, okay, I can be normal again. Uh, slowly slowly of course but after that I was like okay now I feel stronger and I'm gonna do yoga in a gym instead right. with a cancer yeah. cancer center 
and that was challenging <laughs> that was like the step it was was it a different type of yoga or it was yes absolutely yeah. absolutely that was obviously for people affected by cancer of all ages so even 60 70 years old ladies um and then in gym you first there are younger people and then it's a stronger type of yoga. I was doing the vinyasa yoga. I never done that before, and it was really hard at the beginning. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but then again, I love this. I love this feeling. I love the way I'm feeling, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Keep doing. Keep doing. Doing. And then you feel stronger and stronger, and then you're able to touch your toes, and you see your body improving getting more flexible you start feeling and seeing your body getting muscles and you love that you know you start doing all that kind of crazy yoga positions that they yeah you you're proud of your body getting stronger like okay i can do this i still can do this uh and then after the gym I was like okay now I got my strength back and so this was like after years of practicing okay yes. maybe maybe a couple of years and then I was changing from the gym yoga to the yoga centers yoga so okay how many yogas out there oh my god I want to try them all what is this what what is kundalini what, what I was is... gonna say, so what is the fundamental difference between the yogas is there a fundamental difference? Or... Oh, there are so many out there. I, I, my God, there are so, so many. It's like, I don't know, maybe a kind of yoga is focused on strength. Another kind of yoga is focused more on meditation. Another kind of yoga is focused on uh, mantras, you know, like the singing, the kirtan. Um, There's so many different ones, so many. Um another type of yoga maybe is more focused on uh, arm balances like very super strong ones another one is more focused on inversions like so many different kinds there's yoga for everybody out there to be honest uh, so into you know practicing in yoga centers I was like wow I love this like you know trying different teachers and stuff and then one year later I was like okay now I know what I like to do I, I I can't stop doing yoga like I was saying no to my friends asking me to go out because I was going to yoga <laughs> I was completely addicted there was nothing else that I loved the most than doing yoga oh Doria would you like to come for dinner I was like when oh Tuesday oh no no, no I have yoga <laughs> oh, come on you can skip one day it's like no I don't want to yes I can yeah. but I don't want to that is yeah. the difference I don't want because it makes me feel amazing so um, when did you start to teach how okay did you, how so did you move after from that? yeah after that I was like okay now I know yoga but I want to know more about yoga because yoga is such a spiritual practice um of thousand years ago and th there is so much history behind yoga I want to know more and I thought okay I want to get you know certified but not because I want to teach yoga like me 
a teacher no not like ever why should i be teaching yoga i don't need to do that and i don't want to do that like i just want to know more i want to get certified to know more about yoga and then was like the next question like which kind of yoga would you like to be certified on like so that's why i was like you know digging into the different kind of yoga because you had to decide which one you like which more is for you. yeah and i uh, found that ashtanga uh, vinyasa was the one for me because it's a very um rigid <laughs> yes it's a very rigid kind of practice and and I, where i recognize myself more uh so then i was like okay this is the practice I want to get certified, but where am I going to do that in London or where? And I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it like full on. Where on India is coming from? India. I want to go to India. I'm not going to do like a weekend, six months course in London. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, yoga is from India and I'm going to do it in India. Absolutely. But because I was working... I was like, I need to take one month off. How can I do that? It's impossible. It's like, I'm not going to get paid because at that time, I I didn't have a, a permanent job. It was a temporary and I was working for an agency and you don't get paid. So your holidays don't get paid. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can't really afford to get one month off. I can't do that. And then I thought, I talked with one of my colleagues and she was older than me. I would say maybe maybe 20 years older than me or something like that. And she said, you know what, Doria? At the end of the day, when you're going to be like eight years old, if you miss one month of work in a lifetime and you don't get paid, it doesn't make any difference yeah that but puts in perspective doesn't it yeah. absolutely but instead you're gonna have the best time of your life you're gonna travel to india which is something incredible and i was like god you're right you're absolutely right so i asked for a month i got approved and i flew to india i got certified that was crazy like traveling to india alone uh and i stayed there for six months because i was like I don't just want to go for the course. I want to travel. <laughs> I want to travel right. in India. So you traveled I, you know, as well. Wow. I, yeah, absolutely. That was crazy. Oh, my God. Have you ever been to India? No, I haven't. Oh, no. God. You had to It's, it's on your, my bucket list. Wish. I would love to go. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's crazy. India is something next level. Yeah. So I got my certification and I went back to London to my regular life, went back to work. Amazing. I love my experience, you know, with the yoga stuff. And then you make friends, you know, in India. And some people were from London and they were, they, they started to teaching straight away. I didn't because I, I didn't want to be a teacher. So I went no, back to my job. No, you were doing it for you, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's it. And then one of my friends was like oh doria so that was like i went to india in march and this friend of mine uh there was already a teacher 
asked me to cover one of her classes because she, I don't know, she needed to travel somewhere. I, I can't remember. And I said, no, no way. What, me? Like covering your class? No way. Like, no, that's it. I'm not going to do it. No, because no, I'm so scared. Like, no, 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 no. It's just like, shut up and listen. I already gave your contact details to the studio owner and she's gonna get in touch with you i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> how dare you <laughs> no way i'm gonna do this it was like end of the story she's gonna get in touch with you five minutes later i got an email hi doria you know janelle give me your name and uh, she told me you can cover for her it's like Oh my God, are you kidding me? This is happening. Uh, she can, you can call me for her. Um, I was like, okay, like, Doria, take a deep breath. I can do this. I can do this. No, I can't do this. Like, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. Like, oh my God. I was like, hi, what was the name? Um, I can't remember the lady's name. I was like, Hi, whatever. Um, yes, I would be happy to cover for Chanel. Uh, and I like, I was shitting myself. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'll be happy to cover for Janelle and whatever, send me the details and stuff. Um, cool. Like, I was about to die. Then she emailed me back again, asking me, Hi, Doria. Uh, I got this um, permanent spot uh, that I would like you to cover every week. Uh, uh, would you able to teach advanced class? <laughs> wow, this is crazy. This is too much. I but can't you must have made it. a good impression. You must. Yeah, she wouldn't have asked you otherwise. Well <laughs> done. I was like, I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> like pretending, I'm gonna do this. I can do this, you know, every, uh, you know, other people are doing it. I can do this, whatever. I'm going to put my mask on and I'm going to do this. So that's what happened, to be honest. You know, I went there first time. I saw my first yoga class and I had people coming on the end of the class asking me in uh, which other studio I was teaching because they want to come to my classes. They love my class, blah, 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 blah. So I thought I can do this. This is beautiful I love that and I loved teaching this class I really loved that and so that's how, how did, started how did we go then from there to the naked yoga yeah. and why naked yeah so I started to teach regularly classes like weekly in the studio in East London um so you start, you know, making friends with your student because you see regular faces in your classes and you love that. So they come for you. They come just for yeah. your class, for it's your It's such teaching. a personal exercise, isn't it, as Absolutely. well? And yeah. my confidence, you know, was, you know, growing with me and my teaching. Um, so from there, I traveled to America and I traveled to the Burning Man Festival. Do you know the Burning Man Festival? No, okay. So it, uh, it's something that happens every year at the end of August, the last week of August, and is um, art and music festival. Okay. Uh, that is something next level, to be honest, something like craziness next level, because it, 
is in the middle of nowhere in the Nevada desert. So imagine the desert, nothing, like zero. Dry, you know, uh, floor with a, with, a, with a thing like nothing, not what at zero. And then in one week, like when I went, I remember we were about uh, 80,000 people that they come from all over the world and they build this city in the middle of nowhere. Um, and you had to bring everything you need for one week. Okay. Obviously, you can stay one day, you can stay one hour, or you can stay for a week, okay, whatever you can, you decide. Um, so you need to bring food, water, everything that you need. You can't buy anything inside there unless you need to buy ice and coffees. That's it. There is nothing else that you can buy with money. <laughs> so you really had to prepare yourself and bring everything with you. Um, it's a huge place. So we bought bikes as well to go around. <laughs> Remember, we we placed the order um, on Walmart and then we went to collect everything with these um, seven seat minivan that basically we were sleeping in for seven days, no showers. <laughs> next level like so many baby wipes <laughs> to have <laughs> shower with <laughs> so what happened um is such a huge place that you have art installations everywhere so people from all over the world uh build and bring the art installations in okay. this Sounds festival absolutely beautiful installations yeah. and this is 24 7 so nothing stops okay so even during the night it, there is you need to have lights on you okay so there are not lamps okay you are in the middle of the desert remember that you are in the desert so you had to have it's a pitch black you need to put lights on you so people can see you yeah. <laughs> and not run you yeah. over with bikes or, you know, cars and whatever. You had to put lights on your bike. Um, and and then there is music everywhere. So if you don't like that kind of music, you take your bike, boo, 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 you cycle somewhere else and you find your music and you find your people. You meet people from all over the world. Absolutely amazing. Um, so one day, I think it was the second or third morning, I woke up very early. I was alone because I had an argument with my friend. So we were two of us, you know, she was completely drunk. <laughs> and, and I was like, listen, I'm not here to babysit you. Okay. Yeah. And just put your shit together and I'm going to go on my own now. Bye. So I got on my bike and I left in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, cycling around um pitch black at that time and then slowly slowly the sun rise super cold like super hot during the day and super cold during the night um i found this art installation of a woman uh it was like about 15 meters okay so you are in the middle of the desert the sunrise 15 meter installation of this woman beautiful like so fascinating and i stopped i'm gonna take some pictures here so i got my camera taking pictures and 
just few people around because it was super early. Um, then a lady arrived. Um, she get naked completely. I was like, okay, what is she doing? <laughs> what was what, what's happening here? And then a photographer taking pictures of her in the same position of the art installation. Okay. Um, and I was like, wow, she's so beautiful. This is, a, this is so beautiful. So many things combined together, like the freedom, you know, the colors of the sunrise. Um, it was so fascinating. She was so beautiful and so confident. I thought she was a model. And taking pictures, da, 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 that lasted, I don't know, maybe five minutes, no longer. Um, she puts her clothes on again and they left. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do the same. And I was like, oh no, come on, Doria. You're always just thinking about crazy stuff. And then, yeah, but that would be really great to do that. And I was like, oh, can do this. Come on, getting naked in the desert, like with strangers around. Oh, come on, just stop thinking about all this shit. And then, yes, I can totally do this. And then, oh, no, no, no. You know, the, the angel and the devil on so your shoulders? At that time, you weren't, you weren't totally comfortable with nudity then. Um, you were, you were, to have that argument in your head, you were obviously a, a, aware of nudity. And... I, okay, so I was confident being nude um i will say yes because being nude it never been a big issue for me to be honest i never um i never had this body shame feeling uh what i was struggling with was accepting my body Right. And I wasn't accepting my body because I was infertile, not woman enough, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I, I've done topless all my life and I didn't find anything wrong with being nude or naked or anything. Uh, it's just a body. I, I'm not related. I never related it with something negative. Right. Um, so the problem for me was like, Am I gonna be able to do something like that? Like this is crazy. Being naked in front of strangers in the middle of nowhere, um, alone. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this because I'm gonna regret it. That that's what I thought. I'm gonna regret it. I'm gonna go back home and You're gonna regret not doing it. Yeah, not ticking that box. And and no way I'm gonna do this. No way. So I looked around and I was looking for a professional photographer to take pictures of me for my memories. Okay, I want to remember this crazy moment of my life that I want to do. And I found this guy with this huge camera. Okay, I didn't want someone with an iPhone taking pictures with a phone. I was like a huge camera. And I found this guy and I went there and I asked, would you mind to take some pictures of me naked? And he went like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, not just naked, doing naked yoga. Because I wanted to put something together. It, just, it wasn't just being naked for me. Uh, and he said, yeah, yeah, of course, let's do this. 
I was like, okay, so I took a deep breath, <laughs> I took my clothes off, crazy cold, <laughs> and I went next to this art installation, and I started to practice naked yoga for the first time in my life. Um, and I closed my eyes because I wanted to go into the practice, which I did. And then after a few minutes, I completely forgot about the environment. I was so into my uh, practice, my breath. I was super present. I opened my eyes and I saw so many people in front of me. And when I opened my eyes, they were all like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> 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 what I'm doing time. and I put a huge smile on my face it was the, that moment it was exactly that moment where I felt accepted yeah. for who I am for who I was and I felt uh, I had no restrictions no inhibitions I felt completely free and accepted and I thought everybody in the freaking world should feel the same right feeling. Now. I'm wow. feeling right here, right now, because this is this is like freedom to the next level. It's not just traveling alone. It's not just doing what you want kind of freedom. This is acceptance. And... And the world need to experience this. Is it self-acceptance or is it is it acceptance that you uh, give yourself or is it acceptance that others give you? Does no, that, no, no. Does self, that make sense? That self-acceptance. So I made, in that moment, I made peace with myself. Mm. My body is okay. My body is not wrong. My body is good. I am good. If I can't have kids, it's okay. Doesn't mean I'm not woman enough. It it is what it is. I accepted myself for who I was in that moment, and um, this this is the message I'm trying to get out there. We struggle to accept ourselves. We are all different. And we all go through different journeys in our life. But where we struggle the most is self-acceptance. Yeah. There are and we don't models. accept that we're allowed to be different, do we? We have a exactly, exactly. There are models out there that struggle with body shame. They struggle to accept themselves and they starve themselves because, you know, the thunders that we've been told they are good you know mm -hmm. it, this is this is completely wrong you starve your body you starve yourself because people because model agencies tell you that you are fat when you are a size zero this is crazy and this have to stop and the curvy you know models movement i love that because they are real women. They are normal, real women yes, out yeah. there. This is amazing that, that, that finally people um, 
this marketing agency do you know they advertise out there uh, curvy people images or curvy mannequins in windows i think this is amazing i do i love it yeah you know Definitely. and it's all about self-acceptance now there is a big difference between you know between accepting yourself and being healthy there, there is a fine line because I don't think that being fat or overweight is healthy. There is a fine line there. But you can you... be curvy and healthy, can't you? And exactly. you can carry some fat and be Exactly, healthy. exactly, exactly. So this body positivity, sometimes that when they say, you know, fat is good, I personally disagree the fat is good it's not good for your health because yeah. fat itself is not good a, a certain percentage of fat is good yes but being like crazy overweight personally i don't think is good because but even that... you can't even move your body properly when you're overweight overweight you you're not able to 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 walk up the steps normally you putting your body into such a huge stress you know your bones your knees your hips yeah. because you are heavy so this but is, that this healthy percentage of fats that you talk about can distribute itself differently around different bodies, can't it? So it's going to give us different body shapes, even in a Absolutely. healthy way. Absolutely. And we've, surely we've got to accept that that is how our body works and Absolutely. that's where it settles on our Absolutely. So but how that's do you why, do that? Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's why it's important that you are connected with your body because when you are hugely overweight, you are completely disconnected with your body. You are completely disconnected. That's why curvy is good because you like yourself, you take care of yourself, but being completely overweight, in my opinion, and then people can disagree and I accept that, uh, but I, 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 I believe being overweight is, is not healthy and you are completely disconnected with your body so how do you use so you 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 did your naked yoga there and that's developed into naked yoga classes how do you how do you build that body positivity within those classes is it just through the yoga or is there more to it or is, and what's the response uh, that you're getting well everybody comes from a completely different journey i have very different kind of students slash clients uh, they can be uh, naturist. They love being naked. I don't have to do any body shame work with them. <laughs> you know, they're just super happy being naked. Anything I ask them to be naked, to do naked, they say yes. Okay, they just want to be naked. So they are the easiest, you know, students to to work with. Um, then I have people that have been practicing yoga and they want to try naked yoga. Um, because they are curious about this new um, practice. Then I have uh, people affected by eating disorders like bulimia, anorexia, uh, body dysmorphia, 
um, I have people affected by depression. So for them is the more difficult journey, to be honest. Um, I worked with people that um, they never have showers because they can't see their naked body. Wow. So they don't have showers. Like, no, I'm not going to, to see themselves. That is a long journey wow. is a long one and um they really had to be committed uh, because it's really hard it's, it's really hard and mm-hmm. uh i don't do any magic um some people think that oh let me try the one hour of naked yoga and you know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna save myself uh it's a long journey and you have to be stages, Doria, or do you have to go naked or not naked? Or for somebody who who's wants to try but is hesitant, maybe what what would you say? How is the is uh, it better to just take a deep breath and do it, or would you do it in stages? Start topless. Okay, and... so I'm talking because I have a lot of experience now. I can say that I have I work with many many people. And by experience, I can tell you um, that people would prefer to take one piece of clothes, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, <laughs> let's go easy. In my experience, you shouldn't do that. Because if you do that, what is going to happen in your brain is you are not going to be present at all. And the only thing in your mind will be, oh my God, when she's going to ask me to remove the next piece of clothes. Oh, yeah. Am I, gonna be I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh, she's going to ask me in five minutes, in three minutes, in 10 minutes, in 15 minutes. And you lose the class completely. Yeah. You just, that. you that don't listening. You, you don't listen to an instruction, to anything, because you're just going to wait for that moment that obviously you're not ready for it. You're not ready to get naked. You're scared as fuck to be naked. And you're going to lose everything. So what I want people do when they work for me, with me, not for me, with me, is remove their clothes completely at the beginning of the class. And what is going to happen, yes, they're going to struggle for the first five minutes but just five minutes because once they start practicing and listening to me the instructions they just forget they are naked they forget that that like the nudity part is not that anymore they're gonna deal with the yoga part that's it yeah so would you recommend that people who do naked yoga are already familiar with yoga can you be a beginner at both or is that maybe a step? Get no, familiar they, with they the don't yoga. Have to be, then... I, so I can tell you that people have uh, they they are hesitant to participate to naked yoga because many people have never done yoga before and never got naked before. So it's a lot at the same yeah. time. Uh, but my classes, I can tell you, is for all levels. So I'm trying to you know give as many options as possible for different levels of practitioners. And something that I always remind my students is just do what you can. 
if you, you know, yoga is a very personal practice. It's not a teamwork. It's not. It's it just you, your mat, and your breath. That's it. Just mind your business in the, you know, in the nicest possible way, but don't do something because everybody else in the room is doing it. Don't just practice with your ego. Don't move your body with your ego because you're going to get an injury, 100%. Move your body because today you feel stronger. That's okay. So you want to take your practice to the next level. So you're going to try, you know, that new thing. But don't do it just because you're the only one who's not doing it. Because maybe it's your first yoga class and it's okay. Just learn to be okay with who I am, who you are today. And it's okay. If you can't touch your toes, it's okay. If you keep practicing, you will touch your toes. Like everything. If you want to run a marathon, are you going to win the marathon today? Hell no. <laughs> but just because you never trained for the marathon before, if you train for two years, you're going to win? I don't know, but maybe you can win it. Mm-hmm. At least yeah, you can finish it, you yeah. know, because you train your body. That's the only reason why. Yeah. So That's many really interesting because you can put too much pressure on yourself to do exactly. what the next person is doing, can't you? Exactly. Um, exactly. So that's really interesting, yeah. Exactly. So do you still do, I know in, in lockdown you did the Zoom meetings, didn't yeah. you? Do you still yeah. offer that or is is it just something that I'm you do still, locally? Now? I'm still offering uh, the Zoom classes. Um, I am planning to keep doing it. Um, and then the recording is always available for seven days. So people can rewatch the class and practice the same class, which I always recommend because the more you practice, you know, the better you're going to get, the more flexibility you're going to gain. And something I say to my students, listen, guys, we are not working for the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> so just do what you can. Just just enjoy. Have fun. That is the, 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 the main point. Have fun in, in the process. Um, and then now, right now, I'm teaching in-person classes as well in London, right. but I will do them only at the end of the month. Uh, so I have two weeks uh, left. And then I don't know what's going to happen in my life. Uh, I'm definitely working on a membership website where people can um, sign in and find, you know, uh, Nike Yoga content so they can practice whenever they want, you know. Uh, how many classes they want to um yeah this is this is the plan good and what sort of person do you find is um taking up these classes is it predominantly female male is there an age oh, group male, or... male definitely male because they naturally don't deal with well that uh, surprised me that has really surprised me i thought with body females. shame like right. women okay is is more um yeah yeah guys are more comfortable with their bodies i have to say it's much more difficult for women mm-hmm. all ages or is there an age um, related i will say uh between uh 30 30 35 to 60 
yeah and then obviously you can have the 25 and the 65 yeah. or 70 as well yeah absolutely yeah and have they normally got their own life experiences to bring their own health problems or their own um issues with body positivity to begin with or are some of them just doing it because they're already on that journey of body positivity uh, as i said it depends on their journey depends naturalist people they don't have to deal with body shame they are completely comfortable with their bodies they can't wait to be naked anything you ask them to do naked they say yes <laughs> and instead uh people affected by uh depression and uh, body dysmorphia eating disorder they, they struggle mm -hmm. a lot something i haven't mentioned uh earlier is uh, another type of uh, people I'm working with um, and they found neck yoga is very helpful for them is uh, transgender people right. uh, so that people that you know they're born I don't know male for example and they always struggle with that because they always felt deep inside that their body it See. wasn't the right body it yeah. wasn't just it wasn't and they lived an entire life in the yeah i would say wrong body and thanks you know to naked yoga and body acceptance they are now females they yeah. they had the courage and the strength to come out yeah. yes and they're living their the real life now this is something that makes me so so proud you know helping yeah. these people to to live their their, their real uh life is, is something yeah. amazing i love that yeah it's definitely got a place hasn't it within that life transition yeah. and yeah definitely yeah. yeah wow i i find it absolutely fascinating i really do i just um I think naked nudity in itself is something that we all need to learn more acceptance of to accept ourselves. Yeah. But to combine it with something like yoga, it just fascinates me. Do you do um do you do mediation? Uh, sorry, meditation classes as well. Uh yeah, yeah. So do, do they, are they done naked or is that uh naked, yes. Yeah. See that then obviously when people book one-to-ones, they, they can decide to do like regular with clothes, mm -hmm. you know, practice, either, you know, yoga or meditation. Um, yeah, but I mean, I have to say most of the people contact me because they want to practice naked. They want to yeah. try and, you know. Because it's that immunity. holistic therapy, isn't it? Yeah. You've got your meditation, yeah. your yoga yeah. and all and stuff. It's just natural, isn't it? It's completely yeah. natural. Absolutely. And I will say that, the 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 biggest um barriers that society uh put out there is like parents they tell you nudity is bad and wrong yeah. and religion those two can really fuck you up like you can they can really god rewire your brain into yeah. you know like yeah and those are very powerful influences, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So to overcome what those influences yeah. have taught you, it is yeah. huge, isn't it, to do that? Yeah. And I will say probably people um, approach naked yoga not at a very early age is because when you're older, 
you just don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> about what other people think about you you know yeah, um, yeah you just want to feel good don't you as you get exactly older. exactly you just more focused on living your life and enjoying your life instead mm. when you're younger you're more conditioned by society the school you know your friends uh, as i said parents and religion you you had to build your personality still so when you're older you're already there yeah absolutely well, thank you very much. Is there anything that you want to add? Um, what would you say to somebody who wants to give it a go but isn't quite sure? I will say um, if you never get out of your comfort zone, you will never get self-acceptance, never. Uh, and the best therapy is exposure therapy. Yeah. You, you struggle, you know, uh, to be naked, you had to get naked as much as you can. You're going to start from, you know, little things. You can sleep naked, try to sleep naked. You know, people like sleep with pyjamas and socks and you know, <laughs> like layers and layers. Just start in uh, sleeping naked and then start spending time in front of a mirror, just being naked you in your room lock the door so you feel safe nothing can happen to you you're just yourself you're alone look at yourself naked do naked meditation just lie down and close your eyes and breathe you can do breathing exercises but do it naked because when you do things naked you you feel different sensations that you're not used to the, your skin feels different and um and that's how you can uh, connect with yourself so as i said you need to get out of your comfort zone to realize there is nothing wrong with that many many people said oh my god doria at the end of the class they come to me and they said that was amazing oh my god I loved it because you need to get out of your comfort zone because comfort is comfort I know that I get that I get that comfort is comfort um but you need to get out of your comfort zone if you want to get to the next level if you want to experience life if you want to experience new uh strong and positive sensations you need to get out there and nothing will happen unless it's something positive you know just yeah. positive fab thank you very much thank you for inviting me bye bye thank bye. you bye bye. Bye. bye 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 thank you for listening to the real life show please join me again in two weeks for more conversations with real people about their unique lives mm -hmm.